Well, good morning, everyone. This is Aaron Hawkins coming in from Golf View Drive. And first video chat I've ever had to do, but um, with the coronavirus, we are definitely all stepping outside of our comfort zone a little bit. And I'm looking forward to sharing a message with everyone, um, especially our Santa Clarita Valley Church of Christ family but um, also your family, your neighbors, and I'm just looking forward to sharing a few things. Now, I want to let everybody know that as a church and as a Santa Clarita leadership team, along with the Los Angeles church leadership team, we have been coming together, we've been communicating with one another, and we absolute, absolutely recognize the severity of uh, COVID-19, otherwise known as the novel coronavirus. We have been having ongoing communication about best practices, about how to move forward. We are trying our best to stay up, stay up to date with um, everything handed down by the health organizations, by um, the World Health Organization, by the CDC, by our community leaders. Um, and most of all, we want everyone to stay as informed as possible. And we also want you to stay protected. We want you to be wise. But we also want you to not fear. We want you to keep God number one through all of this. And I'm looking forward to seeing how God can work through a situation like this. And the fact is, through history, you see that God, this is where God seems to shine. And so I want to start off and I just want to share a little bit of a message with everyone. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7, it says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. He calls us to pray in every situation. And this is one of those situations. Whether you're affected because you have a loved one, that you're, you're, you're just worried about your loved ones, or someone that's struggling with sickness already, or you're just worried about your community, worried about your neighbors. He says, Pray in every situation. And then it says, And the God of peace, will, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's in Philippians chapter 4. And as we begin, I just want to start off with the prayer before we continue. Father, thank you so much. Thank you for all that you do. Lord, I pray that you give us courage and faith through all of this. We're all having to make adjustments, God, and we don't really know what's going to happen in the future. If anything, the last week has taught us is that things can change quickly. Plans can change quickly. But God, you call us to seek your kingdom first, and I pray, Father, that you give us courage. Courage can, is what can outshine fear. And God, I pray for that abundantly for us, for our neighbors, for our friends, for all who are affected. We love you. It's in your son's name I pray. Amen. You know, I asked the church to, to pray throughout the duration of COVID-19. Truth is, we should always be praying. But there's moments like this where it can lead us to pray more often. Public health emergencies like this, they can cause fear. They can cause anxiety. You know, we need to be prepared, not panicked. 
The Philippians passage I just read, it, it, it reminds us that in every situation, our prayers can ground us in God's peace. And what a message we can send to people around us by being peaceful during a time when others are panicking. We want to step forward in faith. Our church mission statement here in Santa Clarita Valley is to know God and to make God known. It's simple. We want to know God and we want to make God known. And this is what is going to guide us as we navigate through the current situation ahead of us. I wanted to share from those two perspectives. The first perspective of just knowing God. In Psalm 63, chapter 63, verses 1, starting in verse 1, it says, You, God, are my God. Earnestly I seek you, I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. In a dry and parched land where there is no water, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life. I love that verse. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in my name, in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be satisfied as with the riches of foods. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. You know, David, when he wrote this psalm, he was facing a lot of trials. He was running from his enemies. Kind of reminds me of these times. It's times like this where we can be tempted to allow our scheduled disruptions or just the constant changes in the news where every single news cycle seems like something new is coming up. Or we can just look around at the responses of others who are responding with panic and fear and anxiety. And we can be controlled by that. And, and David reminds us in his psalm to take time and know God. He says to take time and earnestly seek God. Seek Him with everything that you have. To thirst for Him. Wow, some of us might be worried about what we're going to drink tomorrow. If that's not evident by the empty shelves at all the stores. Or some of us might be worried about the food that we're going to eat. And David reminds us here that I will be satisfied as with the richest of foods. Because our Father, our Heavenly Father, is the living bread. He is the living water. To thirst for Him. Remembering that His love is better than life. So during this time, take time to know God. Spend time with your family in prayer. You might be given a gift that you didn't really know you needed. And that's just extra time. Where you need to spend time with your family in prayer. Where you, every time you do something, pray. Before you watch a movie, pray. Before you watch the news, pray. Before you go into social media, pray. Before you go on a walk, pray. Pray on your knees. The Bible tells us to never stop praying. And it's times like this where the prayers of the saints are needed most. It's a great time to spend extra time in the Word. You know, one of the things I love to do is just get outside and read my Bible. And I'll be the guy on a mountain hill, on a mountainside, reading my Bible out loud because there's just something about reading the Word of God out loud. Maybe you need to do something like that. Maybe you need to pick up your favorite psalm and memorize it. I know that's a challenge for some of us. When's the last time you memorized Scripture? 
But take the time to memorize the scripture. Focus on it every single day. Something that's encouraging. Something that's going to instill courage and faith and inspiration in your life. And it's a good time just to study out Jesus. And how Jesus were to respond to stressful situations. Anytime you study out Jesus and how he approached the cross. How he approached dire situations. It was one of peace and faith. He was still serving people. He was washing the feet of others. He was praying for others. He was taking care of his mama. Jesus models for us how we should live during stressful moments. And maybe this is just a good time for you to pick up that spiritual book that you've been neglecting. The most repeated commandment in the Bible is do not fear. And Joshua reminds... Uh, And Joshua, God reminds Joshua as he's about to take the promised land, he says, do not fear. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Let me say that again. The Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We serve a mighty God. He is in complete Control. And when you are tempted to fear, to worry or be anxious, to respond irrationally, I want to encourage you as a church, take time to reset. Don't focus on the mountain. Focus on the mountain mover. Ask yourself, what are some other things that you can do to know God? And the other part of our mission statement that I want to zero in on is to make God known. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, I love what Paul tells the church in Colossae. He says, devote yourselves to prayer. I think we covered that. Being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too that God may open the door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. You know, What kind of doors is God opening right now? You never know. Hearts are stirring. Just before getting ready to deliver this message, I went on a walk. And I was just walking. I was praying. And my neighbor, sitting outside his garage, and I stopped him. I said, hey, hey bro, how's it going? How are you doing? How, How are you and your wife holding up in there? And he says, well, we're doing okay. We're trying to go about our business. But to be honest, like, not sure what to do. Not sure how to respond. I told him, I said, well, our churches, we're, we're having house churches right now. And I talked a little bit about that. And he says, you know, we need to get into church. We need this. He's like, can we sit down and talk? I said, absolutely. So we scheduled some time to talk. We're going to keep the six feet distance, though. Just just letting you know. But it was amazing. You never know what what doors God is opening up through this. It gets us thinking. It gets us reflecting. I know I have been been thinking about my life, been thinking about my own personal righteousness. And man, I need to dive in. I need to, I want to know God deeper. I want to have peace. I want to respond like Christ through moments of crisis. And Paul is saying, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. And we need to be clear in how we proclaim the gospel. And I love this in verse 5. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. And make the most of every opportunity. Times like this, 
is when disciples can shine. When Paul says in verse 5, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders and make the most of every, uh, every opportunity, he's saying, hey, let that light shine. Be wise in how you do it, but make the most in, of every opportunity. And this is one of those opportunities. I want to ask you this. Just something to think about. What kind of opportunity to make an impact for his kingdom might God be giving you right now? What kind of opportunity might God be giving you right now? I would imagine if you stopped to answer that question, you'd come up with a lot of different opportunities. Especially just to impact your neighbors. We live in a society where everybody goes in through their garage and closes themselves in. Have you thought about reaching out to your neighbors? Just ask them how they're doing. Spark up conversations. We all have something in common right now. You know, one of the things the coronavirus has taught me is that we are all closely connected all around the world and how we can be all around the world impacted by something so devastating, something so scary that leaves us all so uneasy. But the fact is, we are all connected. And we need to remember that. We need, we need each other. Paul tells us to be wise. Let me tell you something. Panic and fear do not display godly confidence. They don't display it. The Bible says we are called to be Christ's ambassadors. Like I shared earlier, man, how does Christ respond during stressful situations? We're supposed to imitate that. Not have panic, but have peace. To approach anxious, anxious situations with prayer. To be wise, we want to listen to the authorities. We want to respect what the authorities are handing down to us. So we need to be wise. You can't run around right now shaking everybody's hand. You can do the, you know, the little elbow tap or something like that. We want to be wise, but not given into fear. Let me tell you, your families, your neighbors, your coworkers, your classmates, they will be witnesses to the sermon you will be preaching by the life that you are living. I'll say that again. Your families, your neighbors, your co-workers, and your classmates will be witnesses. They will be witnesses to the sermon that you will be preaching by the life that you are living. So live as someone, as, your, as someone that's shining a light, someone who is representative of Christ. You are His ambassador. This is the time where the real disciples stand up. Where their lights shine the brightest. You know, one of the things about godly confidence in a time like this, you can communicate godly confidence simply with a smile. Right? Because there's a lot of people running around with fear and panic. And you can just relax an entire environment just by smiling. Even by communication. Hey, you might have to stay six feet away, but you can talk to someone as long as they're six feet away. You can make such an impact by being faithful and inspirational just in your conversations. Just saying, yeah, you know, it's scary. It's okay to acknowledge that, but you know what? I'm faithful. I know God's going to work it out. I don't know how, but I know He's going to work it out. Make the most of every opportunity on how you, by what you post on social media. Is what you post faithful and inspiring? Or serving in any way possible. You know, when I think about church, you know, I go to church and I'll talk to 20, 30, 40, 50 people sometimes. 
you know what I'm going to try to do is make that many phone calls every day or that many text messages just to encourage somebody, just to stay connected to everybody that I possibly can where I'm just saying, hey, how's it going? Or giving them a quick three-minute phone call just to see how they're doing, maybe to pray over the phone with them or tell them how God's working. You know, in the midst of all of this, I have a really great friend in Russia, Sergei Koninenko, and his teenage son was baptized. And it is amazing that God is going, and I can tell you for sure, God is going to be working in miraculous ways through these times. This is when he always works. It says to be wise, but make the most of every opportunity. During a time like this, it's good to ask people how they're feeling. And then take the time to listen. Ask what you can pray for. You can ask your neighbors what to pray for. Send them scriptures that will be encouraging to them. Uh, or give them confidence just to face the day. Go on prayer walks with your neighbors and your family. Maybe find ways to be hospitable. Maybe that just means making some soup and leaving it on the front door with a nice handwritten note. But find ways to be hospitable and to be loving and to, re to, to reach out to people. If you're one of those people that bought too much toilet paper, maybe you need to share. Or brought too much water, maybe you need to see how you can give it away. You know, with our news feed being flooded, some, some of the news is good, some of it's bad, and some of it's just informative. Let's make the, the most of this opportunity by flooding it with hope. It's times like this where hope leads us to be joyful. In James chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, this scripture rings true. He says, consider it pure joy. Pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. This is one of those kinds. The call of the hours to consider it joy to consider it pure joy because we know we know that the testing of our faith produces perseverance this is the time when you're going to have to persevere and that the testing of your faith is going to be the method in which your perseverance is going to grow and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything you know, it's moments like this where our maturity is tested. Where God tends to reveal our weaknesses, our struggles. If you're someone who's panicked or struggling with anxiety through this, God is showing you something. He's showing you that, wow, you need to, you need to come to me more. So it's not the end of the world. Go to God. Allow yourself to be more mature. To, to, to allow yourself to persevere. So that you will be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Throughout this, throughout this time, I, I, I want to call you to live up to this calling. To consider it pure joy. Our faith needs to be greater than our fear. And that is such a high calling. But I believe that through faith, through prayer... Through just spending time in our word, make, to, to, to just knowing God. Learning about God and, and drawing closer to Him. Sometimes He slows us down intentionally so that we can get closer to Him. And then making God known and sharing about, sharing about Him through a time like this. Doors are open in people's hearts right now. Make the most of every opportunity, but be wise in the process. And I pray that as a church, 
we can know God and we can make God known through this trial. I love everyone. Shane and I and our kids are praying for all the families right now. And we just we just want to ask you to be faithful, to communicate, to be humble. If you need help, ask for it. We're here for you. We love you so much. Let's know God and let's make God known. Amen.